to the Urban Conservative. With me today, I have a special guest um, coming live from Ohio. Uh, Victoria says she loves you. Uh, Victoria Davis, I'm not sure if you know who um, that is, but they said they love you. Um, and I'm bringing that's Robert on. He, that's your aunt, okay. Blessings, peace and blessings. Yeah, my aunt. Um, your, your mom says, hi, Steph. She's on, she's on, she's live. She's on the comments. Um, if you want, I'm trying to think if I can send her that link real quick, if she want to jump on too, as well, uh, she's more than welcome. Um, Lynette, uh, I, I think she, she, at, like, she at work. She probably just, she at work. she's just on there. Yeah. Okay. She at work. She just on there on the computer. So I want people to know, I've had Robert on before twice, and uh, Robert is somebody that is wrongfully convicted, uh, who is continually fighting for uh, justice. And I'm bringing him back on for an update and to see if there's anything that we can do um, all over the nation, because there's it's not just, you know, I'm based out of Minnesota, and I know you're out of Ohio, um, but it, there's a nation watching. Uh, and I want to give you the opportunity again to speak to the people, to let people know your story, uh, what your journey has been, and the things that are stopping you, because you are wrongfully convicted and innocent, uh, and, and what is stopping you from getting out. So I'm going to give you the floor, and, and this is about you. So I want you to, you know what I'm saying, get whatever you need to get out, out. Right. So, hey, how everybody doing? Uh, right now, I'm at the stage where my lawyer getting ready to file this federal habeas on me, try to get me on. It's so crazy because the Supreme Court ain't even set my case. So it's like, I'm just fighting. I just need everybody out there to help me, like spread the word, spread my story. Like I'm innocent fighting this case. Like 
be home. I've been gone 12 years and two months today. I'm just trying to come home, like, tired. Like, it's and it's to the point now, I don't even know what to do with what's going on. Like, my lawyer, she fighting for me. She helping me. But at the same time, like, there's only one evidence against me, and that's my co-defendant. And with him coming forward, you know, writing out for David and saying everything, I'm thinking, like, okay, the truth finally out, I'll be home. But, no, nah, system had another thing for me. They denied my new trial. So now I'm to the point now where I got to go to the federal courts and hoping that they give me some type of rhythm so I could come home. I just want everybody, like, look at the facts of the case, like, everything, like, I turned myself in two times behind this, like, not once, not twice, like, just turned myself in for a friend, like, that I had nothing to do with behind his death, like, I know it, there's a lot of stories out there and everything, but the statements came out, the truth of the statements came out about the case, like, and now, like, it's like I'm fighting a cause behind nothing, like, I'm fighting to get out when I should be already free, like, so I just need everybody to continue to just help me, like, help spread the word, help, you know, put the story out there and hopefully get the right people's attention. That's you know, one, where I'm at right now. You huh? know, one thing I, I want to ask you too is, you know, somebody that I, I personally have worked on cases in Minnesota of getting wrongfully uh, convicted people off. And one thing that it is hard is, you know, we have statutes and, um, different laws in place that, you know, we don't understand as, as people, um, and, and we're uninformed of some things. And I, I've come to realize that, you know, there's a statute of limitations when it comes to, you know, presenting evidence, new evidence. Um, and there's, you know, other hiccups or, you know, loopholes that work against us and that we figure out, you know, it's once we do figure out that, that route, it's kind of too late. And I feel like a lot of that has been in your case, because you've had, you know, a co-defendant come out and recant his statement saying that he was lying, you know what I'm saying? And that still wasn't even enough. And and it makes me wonder of like, you. first of all, I want people to know there's no physical evidence as well. I, I want people to know that, that there's, there was no physical evidence against Robert except a, a, a statement. And that's the part that bugs me is for the simple fact of when there is because we have legislation right now in minnesota that is being written is that police are not allowed to use evidence when there is promises being made uh with plea deals or you know uh lesser charges because then that gives an incentive for people to give the police what they want to hear instead of actually the truth and then we come into situations of where we no have type people, of evidence right There's you know no what i'm saying so and, and see and that's the the thing all they have is a oh shit. i'm i'm hoping that he come back if not he'll call me we have already something set up um but that's that's part of the problem is you come into a situation and they have better rewards are um i guess incentive to lie than to tell the truth and when they do tell the truth and there's no incentives at all but they can actually be punished the court doesn't even take that into um consideration of that the fact that a person lied 
with incentives, but then when there is nothing but consequences and they're telling the truth, they don't even want to take that truth. Um, and we see that over and over and over again in our justice system is that they'll take that lie and run with that. And then when the truth comes out, they'll do everything and everything to fight that truth. Um, and I feel like that's where our judicial system and our Supreme Court, you know, it, to me, it all goes on and how a person reads it politically. And I feel like our lives aren't red or blue. You know what I'm saying? We're actually human beings. And for the fact that we have to do the things that we have to do uh, to fight for actual accountability and justice is beyond insane to me. But let me be quiet because I'm, I'm speaking too much. Can you hear us, Robert? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I know you had it so, cut uh, off for a minute or whatever. Yeah, it'd be cutting off at times. Like, you can hear me good? Yes, sir. All right, so, like, with me, like, with my case and everything, like, yeah, it's statute of limitations for everything, but with my co-defendant coming forward, and it's like he relieved his conscience, like, so, like, it wasn't really like no statute of limitation because the only way I could prove that, you know, that I'm wrongfully convicted and I'm in here for no reason is with him telling the truth because he was the only evidence they had to convict me. Everything else, like it wasn't no physical, no visual or no type of evidence to convict me. It was just all just he say, she say, hearsay. So the now when i didn't came back to court and everything now they like well we know he's lying for his own self-interest like but they been knew this like because the first statement that he gave up to the police he said i was the shooter he said me and him did and i was the shooter so now that it came out that i really had nothing to do with it they told us what we've been telling them from the jump like he's a liar he's a liar he he trying to avoid a life sentence so he's going to say whatever he got to say to get a deal. And that's what he did. And they still took it and ran with it. So now five, 10 years down the line, he come forward and tell the truth. Now they like, well, no, we don't believe that. Like we go go with what he said only for the conviction. Like they don't care about the evidence or the truth for this matter. Like they just care about the conviction. Somebody in jail behind this. You hear me? Yep. Nope. I can hear you. And that's exactly the truth is that they don't even care about the truth. They have the answer that they were looking for and they will do anything and everything to protect what they have. Right. Like they got, the, they got, they, they got their conviction and they really don't care about nothing else. I'll tell you, am I, am I a new trial evidential hearing? The prosecutor got on there and admitted, he said, yeah, we prepped him for trial. Like, what y'all got to prep y'all star witness for? A person that actually did the crime, like, what do y'all got to prep you for? So they asked him, like, can you elaborate on that? He like, yeah, when we go over his testimony, preparing for the um, attack, the defense about to have money for the multiple statements he made. Like, not one statement, they said multiple statements he made. So y'all pretty much coaching them to say exactly what y'all need them to say to get this conviction so they could overlook all the other multiple statements he didn't made so they could just, all right, this is the truth that he's testifying to now. And it just, it just be amazing to me that the prosecutor actually got up there and said it. And then they asked him, there's like, so did you record this? Like, was this meeting recorded? He like, no, it wasn't. Like, why y'all didn't record? Y'all recorded the other two times y'all talked to him. One was on audio, the other one was visual. Like, 
it just like it was a reputation builder it seemed like with my case like they just did what they needed to do secure the conviction you know and make themselves happy it wasn't even about the family getting justice for the death of their son or nothing because at the end of the day i'm down without having nothing to do with it like and i turned myself in like i wasn't high like what i'm high for i'm right here i ain't did nothing here i am like and they still like like just played that played it foul like they just played it foul because i'm really convicted with no evidence i'm convicted of murder and aggravated robbery with no gun space weapons under disability not guilty see and that's the that's the one point that i'm glad you brought up because as i'm reading your transcripts and, and i'm looking at them right now from your supreme court our ohio supreme court is um one of the things that you brought your that kim brought up um was under examination is that William stated at his testimony at trial was not truthful and that Davis was not in any way involved in the robbery at all and that he testified that he and Carr planned and committed the robbery. So it's like uh, he had more incentive in the beginning to say whatever they wanted to hear. And then when it came to, because it wasn't just him, there was continued letters as well, wasn't there? That he right. sent over the years. Yeah, he's he's been writing. He was writing me for like five years before he wrote the Alpha David, just battling with himself. Like, oh, can I get some more time if I tell the truth? I know you in there and ain't supposed to be in there, but at the end of the day, I gotta look out for myself first. Like, you know. So he was writing me multiple letters. I presented all that, and they just like, I don't know. It's in the, now. It's come down to the opinions. Now right. it's come down. To Opinion there, like the facts of the case, I'll be home right now. I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. But now it come down to opinion. Well, I believe it is. I believe I how can you believe if I wasn't there or you wasn't there? Now See, and that's the one thing that I, I don't understand is because you have the actual shooter saying that you were not there. You you know what I'm saying? So it's like how isn't that not enough to overturn your conviction? Because you isn't are not you're the only person still locked up, right? No, it's one more other one. One more. Up. Okay. Yeah. Car, he's still locked up. Car so. still locked up. All right. But it, and it, and it's crazy that you, you're still incarcerated while he's he's at home. Right. He got to go home. He, him and Carl's the ones who did it. And then, you know, it just implicated me because everybody thought, oh, I had something to do with it or did it at first. Like, they saying, oh, he a liar and he all this. But y'all knew this from the jump. And y'all still took that into consideration and accepted the plea deal. They accepted the plea deal twice. First yeah. time they accepted the plea deal was when they said I was the shooter. Like, then they accepted the plea deal when he called back and gave him a whole different statement. So it was like, in my eyes, it was never about justice. It was just about, you know, who about to go down for this? Like, we got to get these convictions. Like, because y'all telling me, well, he's lying now and he was lying then. This the only evidence y'all used to convict me. Nobody else. They even took testimonies over, like, my sister testified that I was in the house. It was a lady, like, named Felicia Lundy. She testified that after the shooting, she came out the house, seeing me standing outside, coming out the house, standing outside. Like, and they like, how you find out about him? And he is, she is like, because I seen his face and name on the news. Like, 
And they like, they discredited her off of what she was saying, but they took his, what he was saying. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all about a conviction. Like there's no type of no evidence to have me in prison. Like, and when they use his testimony to convict me, when he came and finally wrote the alpha David and letting them know the truth, they saying, no, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. Just stay with what we got. And that's just how I feel. No, and, and you know, that's correct. You know, Lynette is right, is that they don't want to admit that they were wrong. And I do feel like I've seen it even with cases here in Minnesota um, where you, and I don't know, I'm not, I don't want to say that your case was politically charged, you know, because um, I don't know all the players involved, you know what I mean? Um, but I know here in Minnesota that, you know, our county attorneys are a be due for elections uh, and have political aspirations. And I see that a lot of black and brown young men from my community that were railroaded all in them for political aspirations. Uh, so we have to be careful of, you know, especially when it comes to people that we're electing because they have done things. And right. you know what I'm saying? And I want people to pay attention to this because I'm sure that the Summit County attorney is an elected position. Yeah, it is. It you is. Know you know what I'm saying? So, and it's, and I know for a fact for dealing with Akron, you know, not with just with you, but with just, uh, you know, Jalen Walker and some other cases, uh, Akron is pretty fucked up and, and excuse my French, my language, um, but Ohio period, there is a lot of individuals that are being brutalized who are wrongfully convicted. And it's like, what do we have to do as people to make sure um, that we don't get railroaded anymore? Because I, I can guarantee it that I don't know how many um, inmates are in, in the facility that you're in, but I guarantee it that at least 25% of them are innocent. Or over sentenced. Uh, right. Thank you. Or over sentenced. It comes to the point they they wrong. They know they wrong. They just know the right laws or like cases to look up to where, you know, it really I don't have no nothing else to say. Like I ain't label like, oh yeah, he brung up this argument and everything, but we're gonna hit him with this case law and this this way just the so they higher ups, whoever about to read it next could be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, they know what they talking about. Yeah, he, he did that or but evidence right in front of you, like you put it on one side. Show me the evidence y'all really got against me. Like, show me that evidence. I want to see the evidence that really show Robert Davis supposed to be in jail. Like, not one witness, not nothing physical, not even a visual. Everybody said they see me at home yeah he was at his house yeah he was down there hours prior to this but he was at home when it was going on everybody so high as i'm in prison all because the person who was avoiding a license to avoid a license is lied so i could get the licenses that's all it seemed like and now that they know there's wrong like they don't just want to correct their wrongs like because it's gonna be bigger than them just saying oh i'm sorry all right here you go i'm gonna let you out of prison it gonna be bigger than that. So now they go, you know, when the system deny you, 
like when you go from a, the districts to the Supremes to the federal, when they deny you, they still getting six months to a year. Oh uh, yeah, we could deny him, but he can't, you know, file enough for six months to a year with a response back. So no matter what, they still getting the time out of me. So they like, no, we not just about to admit our wrong when that's how it should be. Like, just be like, yeah, y'all messed up. Y'all took the testimony of a liar and convicted an innocent man. So a viewer wants me to ask if you have a bid bond, a performance bond, or a cuss-up, because in some states they make money off the cases with bonds. I don't even know what them is. See, I don't either. <laughs> I have to have to ask him. Uh, yeah, because I'm not even sure what that that is either, but tell him to ask the courts. I know I have to send you the information, Robert, because I, I have a lot of uh, Robert's files in PDF form. And uh, it, it amazes. I can't even say it amazes me because it, it's the fact that they know that they've done wrong. And it's I couldn't imagine how it would feel to know that, you know, you're innocent. And the man that literally convicted you has recanted his story, and that isn't even enough. And that's the only evidence they had. Right. So, so where do I go from here? I that's ask, where do I go? If I just the only evidence I've been fighting my whole time in prison for the truth to finally come out, and now it's finally out, and they saying, "Oh, well, we don't believe that. We don't believe that." Like, where do I go? Like, where is I supposed to go? There's no other way to fight this case. The way to fight the case was for him to relieve his conscience. He relieved it. Even when they said, oh, we could charge you, we could do this, we do that, they still have, do you still want to testify here today? He said, yes. Gave his testimony, and I'm still here. So what, what do they really want? Do they really want the time, or do they really want justice? It ain't about justice. Because if it was about justice, they wouldn't have a wrongfully convicted man behind bars. You know, they would have the people that actually did the crime and not be tearing apart another family um, all in the name of accountability and justice. That's true. But when you're looking at the victim's family to satisfy them, they like, right. we get any kind of conviction, any type of conviction, they looking at it like, all right. We satisfying the victim's family. As I look at because like I said, behind this case, like, Philip Anderson was a friend of mine. So for me to even be caught up in this is crazy. But I can't help where I live at, and I can't help where he was at and what somebody else do. I did the right thing on my behalf. I ain't do nothing. And they still know and all. Even the way they trying to convict me, the way they tried to convict me with his testimony by going from a shooter to a getaway car driver, or when he gave up the description of the car and everything, they never not once went to went to that lead and checked and see if that car was there. Y'all took y'all took other evidence that could have proved a car was there or a car rolled through the back of the alley. Y'all took tire prints and all like that, but y'all never went to where he said, "Oh, this car was used to go." Or right, let's see if these tires match. Let's see if they never did that, but they brought it up in my trial. They brought it up. And they kept saying, 
or oh, he's the accomplice, he's the accomplice. But not one witness got on there and can point me out and say, yeah, I seen Robert Davis do this. Not one. But I have multiple witnesses say, I wasn't, I wasn't in that area. I wasn't down there or nothing. I have multiple witnesses say that. Ones that I, one, Felicia Lundy, don't even know her. And they discredit her. For what? For the conviction. It wasn't, it wasn't about justice. The justice was for Philip Anderson and his family. I understand behind his death. I understand that. You feel me? That's a friend of mine. I understand that. But with me being convicted behind it with nothing, oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, and I want people to understand, too, is because there's people from Akron watching right now. And I want them to know that what can we do to help Robert? Because this is a community member that is wrongfully convicted and you have an elected official, a prosecutor that is keeping a wrongfully convicted man in jail and locked up away from his family. And I don't see any, any, any accountability, um, any pressure being done on the, the Summit County attorney. And it merely makes me wonder if, because if we, Robert was over 12 years ago. So how many other brothers and sisters from our, from that Akron community are suffering in silence? And, and it luckily that it was, and honestly, Robert, I don't even remember how we connected. I know it was with Silk. Um, and I think it might've been with Shay too. Yeah. Shout um, out to, she connected me to UN Silk. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, that you know, we need people to spotlight these type of cases because at the end of the day, the, the Akron Beacon isn't trying to get a hold of you. You know what I'm saying? You don't have the, the major news stations. Um, and, and that's sad. It's sad because I had Googled every reporter that even wrote about it, wrote about my guiltiness, all my warrants. I, I Googled them and I wrote right. them all left. I wrote them all letters. Not one of them responded back. Not one reporter responded back. The African Beacon Journal, I can't even get in touch with them for them to even hear the story. And I'm like, dang, y'all got all these miscellaneous stories in the paper. But like, let's talk about this one. Let's talk about the real ones. Let's talk about what's really going on. They don't want, I don't, they don't want to bring awareness. Like, I'm not saying everybody, but majority of them, they don't want to bring the awareness because I still ain't heard nothing back from them. I ain't heard nothing. I'm going to keep spreading my story out. It don't matter how old it is. For some fact, I ain't supposed to be here. And I want everybody to know how innocent I am. I want everybody to share my story, talk about it. Like, like go over the facts. Don't believe my words. Go over the facts. Look my whole case up. And y'all tell me what evidence y'all find I should be in jail. 15 of life for something I need to do. I don't even meet the criteria for them murder and aggravated robbery that they say you got to meet to be found guilty i don't even meet them but y'all let a person who did it that y'all know did it get on this stand and get a 10-year deal and he did it the mastermind behind it the mastermind behind it is home free breathing with his baby breathing and i'm just like it's like they swap me out or we can't give him the time. So we go give it to him. No. And that, and that is the sad part because we have so many organizations like the NAACP. We have the ACLU. We have uh, Akron has 
the Akron Freedom, whatever. Um, you know, and it makes me wonder, like, why do we have all these organizations that are supposed to fight injustice, but they're the most silentist? Right. Right about that. And it's you like, know, oh, go ahead. No, it's just like they be the most silenced, but when you reach out to them, you don't hear nothing back from them. You be like, damn, like, what is I'm supposed to do? Like, what is I'm supposed to do for everybody to get a whiff of my whole case and to really look it over and examine things for themselves and to see, like, okay, he really ain't supposed to be in jail. I'm gonna fight with him. Like, 12 years, I'm still fighting. That just shows something. That show like, oh yeah. Let's let me just look into this. Like, I'm curious now. Let me just look into this. Now, I, I have a question with when it comes to Kim Carell, your attorney. Um, how did you end up finding Miss Carell? I found her. I was in prison. I was talking to a guy, and he was just telling me how good she was. And then, like, um, one of my friends came down. His name L. Sawyers. He came down. And she is represent him. He had thirty three to life for mm. something he ain't do. But they thought because the dude that did it was was his best friend, and they always be together. They thought like, oh yeah, he must have been the other person with him and stuff. So I was just talking to him, building with him, and he had um, told me about her. Then I researched her. Then I had called out and just talked to her. And like out of all lawyers, she was just talking the best. Like she was like, oh yeah. And she believed in what I was saying. Then I showed her all the evidence. She like, yeah, I'm gonna fight for you. I'm gonna get you home. And I just believed her. Cause at the end of the day, she she ain't showed me nothing else. Like since I had her, she been fighting for me. She did everything I asked her to do. And I appreciate Kim for everything that she done for me. And I, to this day, like I called, talked to her and whatever I need done, she do it like, it just like, it's hard. It's the system. You fight a system that no matter how much you turn right, they go make it to where it seems as if you turn left. And it seems like it's designed just for me to just give up. Like, all right, we know that the only evidence against you was your Cody. All right, you fought, you fought through that, fought through that, and got him to finally um, relieve his conscience. But now. We go just keep you in because if we go just say we don't believe him, like what? We don't believe him, and that's like, and they put their little laws in whatever little system is. They put their little stuff in for the next judges to uphold what they saying. But it's so amazing that when my judge denied my new trial, she ain't state no case laws or nothing. It was just all an opinion, her opinion at that. Like, oh, I don't believe it. I believe the first. I believe this. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. But what does the evidence show? The evidence show you what you should believe, which is the truth. Right. And it's like, it should be like, where should I go? Like, what should I do now? What should I do? And the only thing I know to keep doing is stay in contact with you, Shay, and Silk, and just bringing awareness to my case and just hopefully it just land on the right ears or the right eyes, see it, and they be like, hold on, something ain't right. You know, and that's something that I contemplate daily for not just you, for a lot of others, because all it does take 
is it getting to one ear, you know, to to one person to actually do make a difference? And that is for me why I don't ever want people to give up because all it is is if you believe in yourself and you know that, and I, when you're innocent, because I know I've known people that have fought for damn near 20 years for their freedom, for their to be free, and they were wrongfully convicted. I would bring up one case that uh, Marvin Haynes was just exonerated in December, um, and he had a hell of a fight. There was no evidence um, for a crime that he didn't do. And in a similar situation, uh, but the only difference is, and, and, I, and this is the crazy thing, because I would hope that police officers would do, detectives would do the right thing. You know, and I know damn well that there has to be some detective that is attached to Robert's case that knows that there was wrong done and would actually come out and do the right thing. And that's what's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah you're right about that. But to go against that badge, asking for them to do the right thing, that's like wishing for a miracle, ain't it? No, and and it is because it's what's crazy to me is, and I, I will never understand this, and I still don't understand this to this day, is I've seen it in so many situations of where people will get on the lie, understand and lie because they get rewards behind it. But when it's time to, they start, you know, recant and they tell the truth. Nobody wants to believe them. And then it's like, oh, well, he's a criminal. They lie. Well, but how is he lying now, but wasn't lying before? Right. You know, that's my thing because he got on the stand and put his right hand to God and said he was telling the truth. Right. Doesn't that mean something? Ain't it supposed to mean something? Right. I, that's what I really wonder because I've seen plenty of instances of individuals getting on that stand and perjuring themselves and still that not being enough. So it come down to it, like, do they want justice or do they want the convictions? And what pays? Convictions, not justice. Right. Convictions get higher pay rates, promotion, all kind of stuff. Because both of my prosecutors that convicted me, they're in a higher place now. They're in a better position than what the what they was in. They, want, they ain't fighting in the courts no more. But they still dealing with the courts. So it'd be like, wow. It's just be amazing to me. It'd be amazing. Like, I'm sitting in here 15 in life. I've been gone 12 years. And I'm still fighting. So, like, now I just be looking like, what's the outcome uh, of my future if I got to do the rest of this three years? Like, what is I supposed to do then? Go to a parole board? Like, and go and tell them, oh, yeah, I'm innocent, this and that. And they go look at me like, all right, we'll holler at you in five, five right, more yeah. years. Like, it's just like facing reality, like. And by me bringing the truth to reality, you know, I I have paid, my mom had paid a private investigator and everything. Like, it ain't like, oh, I told him to say this or anything. I ain't say nothing. I listened to him. Listen to them vent through letters, 
And I'm just hoping one day, like, it comes to a point where he just tell everybody what he's telling me. And that day came. The private investigator went and talked to him, like, and it just it still ain't enough. It just still ain't enough. So it'd be like, what's next? Like, what is the system really built on? It's not, you know, I, I'm going to be 100. It's not built on accountability. It's not built on justice either. I'll, you know, and that's what's crazy because I can guarantee it that you were subconsciously already prepared for prison because, I, and, and I'm going to explain what I mean is school. How much difference of being in prison to when you were in school, how much of a difference is there? Being in school and being in prison? Yeah. It's a lot I mean, I, you think there's a, a lot, lot different? It's a lot different because in school, like you learning knowledge pretty much about life, but in prison, you learn about yourself. Like you okay. find out about yourself. So it's like, it's different learning experiences between life, between life in prison and life just being in school. Like you getting told what to do in school to better your learning, to educate you. But in prison, they really don't care about you. Like, yeah, they might have some programs or stuff, but at the end of the day, they really don't care. Like, you might find a select few that really care, that really give you the jewels to keep you out of prison. But, like, where I'm at right now, like, they don't care. It ain't even, I mean, it ain't even no programs up to help you. Like, luckily, I was able to um, get into college. I'm in YSU right now. So okay. I was able to get into college. Like, but, like, without me to, like, keep, pressing them or keep being on them like it was just i'd have just been sitting in here like so it, it's really took me up on myself like like hold on you go sit here and be dumb or as you go really like try to better yourself like so like when i figured it out i'm like you know what i'm gonna just sign up for college and see if i could just persuade the instructor to just enroll me and that's what I had to do because I had to explain to her my whole life story, explain to her why I'm in prison for her to feel for me and be like, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance. Like, But being, being in school, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn that. It's going to better me for this and it's going to prepare me for that. So, like, being in school, like, brighten your future. Being in prison is like saving your future for real, like. Like, man, I got to save myself, like, you know, saving myself. Like, I got to act this way. I got to carry this way. But I also got to educate myself, too. So when I do get back in the real world, I ain't lost, dumb, or behind because I took the time while I was in prison to continue to grow myself, like, to continue to elevate myself, just, like, continue to be what they don't want me to be, how I look at it. Like, today, right. I'm a statistic right now. But with me fighting and bringing awareness to my case and showing them that I'm just not no dumb person from the hood, the ghetto, wherever y'all want to call it, like, it just show different. So, like, to me, life in prison and life in school is way different. No, it's all no you, you definitely, I, I, I think I had a wrong interpretation of trying to explain that. Um, but I, 
I do agree. And, you know, as being somebody who has also been in prison, you know, um, they are getting away from, you know, rehabilitating, uh, you know, away from the education programs uh, and just trying to get programming to better ourselves by the time we get out. And, and at the end of the day, you shouldn't have needed them anyways because you shouldn't be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it, it's to the point of that there's not many options of education opportunities to better yourself because they want you to work. They want you to labor instead of getting to educate yourself and so that you can do better because at the end of the day, they've taken opportunities from you. A lot of, you know, uh, from having a family, from, you know, being a young adult. Um, and, and there's nothing that's ever going to repay that, but for them doing the, the right thing and the more that it drags on, I, I feel like there's, it comes to a, a, a point of when will they do the right thing? That's a good question. When? I'm still waiting 12 years later. I brought every evidence to light to show for them to do the right thing, and they still ain't did the right thing. So go back to my question. What's next? What's next? You know, that is a, a very, a very good question, you know, and I don't know. You know, that's something that I think that maybe we should we should start asking these these officials, you know, what is next when a person is innocent and it we can prove that they're innocent and that's not enough in, in the eyes of, of our court system. What there's gotta be other options because there should be no way that people who are innocent and, and are wrongfully convicted should have to be behind bars. That that's not they, they shouldn't be punished. Basically, that that's why we were trying to fight to get involuntary servitude off of our constitutions for situations like this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because basically you're being enslaved right now. You're basically a slave to the system. No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And for what? Because of politics or because they, they needed its money? Or, you know, what happened to doing the right thing? Because that's what you did. Everything, every step of this, all you've done is the right thing. You went to the police. They didn't have to look for you. You went to them. Twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So how isn't that? when doing the right thing backfires and we're supposed to be out here doing the right thing, you know, for our community, because I'll tell you right now that hearing your story would really make a lot of people not want to go to the police. It make them actually make them run. Be, be like, why? When, when all I see is stories of individuals going and doing the right thing and yet it backfires on them. Like you said, make you not want to do the right thing. Make you just make you want to just turn your face the other way and keep it moving. Just keep it moving. Like, you know what? I'm just going ahead. But like like I told you, like I was hurt behind this. You feel me? I lost a good friend behind it. So 
doing the right thing. It wasn't a doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to do the right thing. I just wanted to clear my name from everything so everybody know, like, man, I ain't got nothing to do with this. Like, so I took all steps, follow all protocols, and this would have got me 15 to life behind a false testimony. And then that 15th, so there isn't it. You actually really don't even have, you have to go in front of the parole board, right? Yeah, yeah. So you don't actually even have an, a, a sole out date yet? Nope. All you have is a parole date? Yep, January 2027. So if you go to the parole board and don't admit guilt, they're not going to let you out. Am, am I correct? No, you're right. See, and, and that's what's crazy. So he literally has to lie to get out, to even have a chance to get out of prison. And if he doesn't show remorse, how are you supposed to show remorse for something you didn't do? How? How can you show remorse for something you didn't do? So let go boils down to the lies worth more than the truth because if i lie if i go to the parole board and lie and say oh yeah you know i made a mistake or whatever and admit to the guilt i got a chance of going home with the lie but if i go in there and say i'm innocent and show them the same evidence that i've been presenting that i'm innocent it boils down to their opinion they can be like nah i don't want to hear the truth so my truth is going to be lying to them. So they go, all right, no, nah, he ain't ready to go home. He still can't admit to what he did. But right. the whole time, if I admit to something I didn't do, I'm lying, but it's going to get me home. So the lie worth more than the truth. And, and that's what's crazy to me. It's like, because you literally, if you go in there and, 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 to the parole board and say, I'm innocent. I did not do this. I have every evidence. And they're going to say, well, the courts disagree. And and that that's what's crazy to me because it's like you literally, for you to actually have a chance to get out, you have to go in there and lie. You have to tell a whole completely different story to that hearing than everything, than the years prior to that. Because you, prior to that, you've been fighting to get out. Right. Of, of exposing the truth. And then that just one day you got to go in there and lie. I couldn't imagine how that would feel to have to knowing that to be able to get out, you have to go in there and to lie. I don't think people fully understand that. To go in there and to lie. But if you lie, that comes with a consequence. So I go in there and lie and say, admit any type of guilt, and I go home, they still got the leash around my neck. I'm still on parole for how long they want me to be. So, like, it all comes with a consequence. Tell the truth, consequence, you stay in prison. Tell a lie, you got a chance of going home, but we still got this leash around you. So whenever we're ready to tighten it or loosen it, we still got fully control of it. And it just puts you in a mind state like, what should I do? Like, like, what should I do? To go in front of some people that don't even know me, probably wasn't even on the parole board when it's 
when my case even happened, probably didn't even review my case at all, to go in there and tell them something, it'd just be amazing. Just be like, wow. So if I don't go, then what? Right. Y'all gonna make your decision how y'all make your decision, how I look at it. And it's, it's like people playing God, man. And, and that's the crazy part because people playing with our lives and it all comes down to an opinion of what they, not what they see in front of them, but what they read in front of them. But do they really take the time out to read it though? Is they really reading it? Like, did they really go over my trial and really read it and then look at this new testimony? Like, if they even go see everything, because it like is everything gonna be in their face to where they really read it. You got these people that right. probably review hundred of people about to go off for parole. So are they really taking the time and energy to really read it to get a full understanding? Or are they really just, you know, oh, this is first time up parole. Oh, his record was record behaviors like this are this our decision. Like, without even hearing nothing, I got to say, if I even show up, which I'm not, but, like, is they really looking deeply into things as they supposed to, as they written? This they oath, though. All right. this is they oath. To read, analyze, everything is they oath. Is they really doing it? I mean, they could type a couple words to make it seem like they did it. But did they really do it though? Exactly. Cause it'd be questions I just be asked. I'll be asking like I ask my lawyer to ask them and they just don't got no comeback for it. Like, what's the use of prepping your star witness if he did it? Why did y'all wait for trial to start? Three, four days and what well, no, it's three days into my trial for them to go to the county and prep him for his testimony that he about to deliver the next day. Like, it'd be like, it'd be like amazing. And it all goes back to like, damn. Is I'm fighting for justice or I'm fighting to overturn a conviction. I'm fighting, I'm fighting opinions. I ain't fighting no facts. I ain't fighting no right. truth. I'm fighting right. opinions. I'm fighting opinions. I'm fighting hearsay. And that's not how the, our justice system is supposed to work. But they wrote the criteria to get found guilty for murder and aggravated robbery. And I don't even meet them, but I still got found guilty. I don't even meet them. It should be amazing. This this the life of fighting the system right here. This the life you gotta deal with fighting them. You never know. You never know how they play. I might have been dealing with my judge, think I'm dealing with her. And she wrote some stuff to where it got it got denied because it's all on her. It was her decision to, you know, grant my new trial or deny it. So she denied it. And then you never know who her friends is. Cause like, you don't see them in no regular community. You don't see my regular baseball, basketball, soccer games in the urban. So if you go to the suburban area where they at, who they really eat lunch with? 
who they really on the phone talking to? You never know. I could say one thing. I could be a judge and say one thing and call you on the phone and tell you to uphold what I say. Just because you're in the higher courts. It's the type of games, like, it seems like they playing because, like, it can't be about justice. Because y'all had justice for Phil, and I wouldn't even be in here. Exactly. So it just be like options. Just be, I just be wearing options. I'm like, dang, if I go about this way, if I go about that way, you know, and it triggered my emotion because some days I just be want to say fuck it, right at the ass. But I know, I know it comes with a consequence. I know with me not thinking straight, it comes with a consequence, and they go use it to their full advantage, to their full advantage to keep me in prison. And the whole time, life just passed me by. Mom getting older, nieces, nephews getting older. I'm getting older. I ain't got no kids. Life just passed me by for nothing, for nothing. So when I do finally come home, I just gave y'all all this time for nothing. But y'all got something. Right. Y'all got all my years, got my youth. Y'all got all my years. Like, y'all got something, no matter when I get justice or, yeah, I get just I get out of prison, everything, but I still did 12 years. Well, it's 12 years in, in a month right now. So it's like, how much longer? How much longer before y'all finally honor the truth? Because the truth already out. Right. The truth already out. So when y'all go honor it and just... You know, well, I don't want no explanation it. why y'all was wrong. Right. Just do yeah, the right thing. Accept it. You know I don't want no explanation. Right. Yeah, I don't want no explanation. I want to go home. I want to go home. I'm tired of being in prison. Waking up every day to the same routine, same program. I feel like a remote control program. I'm tired of it. Like, but I ain't gonna keep spreading my story. I ain't gonna give up. I hope I reach as many ears. I hope I reached a lot of new ears today. And I hope y'all really listen to me and really, you know, spread the word and look into things for yourself. And if y'all got an idea, give it to me. I'm following all ideas to get me free. It don't matter if it's a bad one, good one. It ain't no such thing. Right. It'll help me. I'm following it. Whether I got to write somebody, call somebody, it don't matter. Like, because enough been enough. So that means I got to do more. I got to be louder. And I need voices with me so we can be louder than me by myself. Because somebody go hear it. Somebody go hear it. I'm trying to get into governor right now. You know, and, and I will tell you this, that I know that, you know, people have heard it today. Um, and I'm hoping that somebody reaches out to either, you know, your mom. I see a lot of your family members around here. Uh, Lynette says she loves you. Donnie says she loves you. Your, um, your mom says she loves you. How do we make this? Lynette, you know, I, I will. 
so the, right now we're on you right now we're on a bunch of streaming platforms we're on rumble twitter twitch facebook um i think that i say twitter um but seven different streaming platforms right now and then i will download this episode and then i'll be able to put it on spotify uh pandora apple music everywhere so it'll be everywhere victoria says she loves you so i i will definitely and robert knows how to get a hold of me um i know i've been kind of semi-distant um and i really want to be able to if anybody has information of how we can help robert get out please reach out because that is the goal um and sharing this doesn't cost a thing sharing it doesn't cost a thing all you got to do is hit the share button regardless if it's youtube if it's twitch twitter whatever you're on you know share it to somebody you know because that's all it takes is for somebody who doesn't know robert's story to hear it and to be able to help that's what this is about it's not about you know um the the the, the money or any it's about how we can get robert out that's what this is about. It's about justice and accountability. Yes, oh, I do too, Lynette. I want him home too. Definitely, I want him home. So, Robert, I'm gonna give you a couple minutes. I know there's you have a family members on here, so if there's anything that you want to say to them, and I'm hoping I, I'm gonna get you back on here in the, in the next couple of weeks because I'm not. I'm gonna keep on doing updates now every couple of weeks because I need your story out there i need to see your story on cnn i need to see it on msnbc i need somebody that's bigger than my platform to have robert's story so that's what this do goal you, is we're gonna get we you, are gonna get you bigger bro right do you be sending like can is it a way like you can send send this to like the um the people out there that's helped fight for innocent people like like in major platforms, like, you know, there's all kind yeah. of stuff out there. Yeah, I seen Shay. So Shay was on here and she was tagging different people. I will too. I will put this out. I will actually, because this is our third episode together, I will mm -hmm. put all of them together and start emailing them out to, okay, to different representatives in Ohio. That's what I'll do this weekend is get a list of representatives in Summit County in Ohio and in akron and make even their city council i'll make sure that all of them get it because yeah okay. it, everybody needs to it doesn't matter if they're city council if they're a county commissioner they're they're all involved in this and they need to do the right thing right that's all i ask i just ask people help me spread the word spread my story spread the truth like that's all I ask, like, everybody that just joined in, I just thank y'all and appreciate y'all for taking the time out just for listening to me again. Like I said, this my, is our third episode, and we're going to continue to fight. The fight on, we ain't going to never stop till I'm home, and once I'm home, we going to help other ones get home because, like, the injustice of the system ain't right, like, and for people to spend years and years in prison for something they ain't do, just can't accept that, like, that ain't right, like, so, like, I just thank everybody, you know, that's tended this, you know, just help spread it. Just help get me home, help 
me continue to stay positive, stay focused, and continue to fight for my freedom. I just thank and I appreciate all y'all. No, I appreciate you, Robert. And like I said that, you know, um, have you back on here in a couple of weeks to update the people if there's anything new and maybe there will be, maybe there won't be. Um, but let's pray and let's hope that there is. I hope everybody um, has a great weekend. Um, and like I said, please reach out to me if anybody has any ideas. Uh, we will, I will also put up Robert's information, how to write him again, um, and all that. So if anybody I want to send, make, mom says she loves you, Lynette, Don, um, I, I'm, I don't want to say this name wrong, and I know I am, Denisha. Oh, yeah, that's my cousin, Denisha. Okay, I just, I, I'm always saying names wrong, <laughs> So and I hate it because I hate when people pronounce mine wrong. So. Um, but no, I just thank you, Robert. And I want to make sure that we get Robert's story out. And that's the most important thing. And remember, sharing this is free. Sharing it is free. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I will get together a, a, a bunch of emails together and send out an email blast of this video of the three, the two other ones all together. So Please be on the lookout for that. Uh, and Steph, I will be, I'm going to text you later on today because uh, I want to connect and meet you and Silk because I think we can do something in that room that is is effective. Uh, and I think it's it's time to do that. It's We should have been done it. And I think now is, it's the time. I think now we, let's get that attention. Let's get some bigger names onto this. You know, Shay, I know if you're listening, please reach out too. So um, again, I hope everybody has a great weekend and we will be at Robert back on in a few weeks. Uh, and I'm hoping that maybe we can have his mom maybe come on and, and I, and I do have Kim's number and I'll reach out to her this weekend too and, and talk to her and see if there's anything that she can add, or if there's anything that we, the people can do to help to free you. Uh, thank and I appreciate all y'all. I love y'all. So, peace and blessings.